Finally, the dark days are over and the good days are back again. Welcome to a brand new season of the Gridiron Crew podcast. For those joining us for the first time, we are an NFL podcast made in Scotland by NFL lovers. This is the Preview Crew and I'm your host, Keith McGinty. This week I'm joined by some of the finest crew members who look ahead to week one of the 2023 season of the greatest spectacle on earth. Join me tonight, I have Dan, Patrick and Studs. Are we all good, guys? Yeah, we're great, Keith. Yeah, we're tonight. Well, that's it. You, you're, you're going for a wee snooze, aren't you? Yeah, as soon as podcast's over, I'm going for a power nap and then I'll be back up to watch the, watch the game. I'll probably be up as well for a bit of Studs, so I'll uh, keep you going in the chat. Nah, as long as it's near Lions crap, then we're all right. I'll console you as well. Against you. <laughs> <laughs> well, this leads into our kickoff question for um, this evening. And how did you break the news to your your family then that they're not going to see you for the next twenty two weeks? Because football's back. Football is all encompassing, and um, we've also got our own FIPA in Scotland here. But this this is the the real deal. This is what's going to be really taking up all our times, especially Sunday evenings. Um, as we sit and gather around the big telly if you're lucky or on the, the wee screen with a headphone in sitting beside the rest of the family as I'll probably be doing how did you break it to the family that um, football was back then Patrick what about yourself have you have you made amends with the missies on this one? Oh, definitely and I'll definitely be on the big screen as well I can assure you of that um, <laughs> no um, she's actually delighted because when the Red zone comes on, it means I normally stand and do all the kids ironing for school and all the rest of it for the rest of the week. Um, Multitasking, I so, like it. Yeah, that's a trade-off. So I'll be doing my chores while watching Red Zone for the first first hour or so. So she's actually quite happy. So oh, I'll be ahead of the game for the week. That's something to note down. I'll, I'll maybe take a, a try that myself. Uh, Dan, what about yourself? Um, as you said, Keith, the football season is back here as well. So I've actually had to go and get myself a new job. So I'm off every weekend, so that it balances out. <laughs> uh, I'm quite lucky that uh, I tend to get Sunday nights when the NFL season comes on, especially if it's a, a live Cowboys game. That I'll get the big telly for the live Cowboys game, Red Zone, I'll just need to watch wherever I can get space. But uh, I used to know a wee bit well-versed in this. I've even got her into it a wee bit. She sometimes watches and asks some questions. So uh, yeah, I think we're going to be all right. My youngest, uh, sorry, my oldest boy, He's he's actually slowly, slowly getting into it a wee bit more and more each time. He's starting to follow players. So um, he used to be a Panthers fan because of McCaffrey, and now he's away to the 49ers. And the fact that they're kind of rivals with the Seahawks, supposedly, I don't see it myself. Um, he's he's looking forward to winking me up because uh, McCaffrey's there and the, the 49ers and the Seahawks there. So I that'll be quite good. My wife, of course, she just suffers it um, just now, just like Celtic with uh, the, the other football that we watch. And um, but she she's starting to pick up on teams and tends to go for you do this all the time. We just like bring everything down to like the fashion of it all, the colours of the, the uniforms and it's the same whenever we watch golf on the telly, it's brilliant. So um she's she's edging towards being an Eagles fan, which yeah. is a surprising one to me. She just likes the, the the green. I prefer the Kelly green for the Eagles myself, but um uh, she's she's liking that. Studs, what about in your house? You've done well, you've got a, you've got a whole room out of it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in the office set up during COVID, so next step up says is going to be a team up and this will just run to me where I can watch the games. But 
I'll be honest, I've not even told my wife that it's, it's starting. I, I, I just not even told her, so it's probably better. She'll go to her bed tonight and then I'll get up and she'll realise that I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, it starts. It starts all over again. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's promising to be a good season. It was a long, long off-season, I felt. That was our first one doing it and hopefully everybody enjoyed the news crews that we did to, to keep you going over the, the long extended break. Um, they were quite good fun. That was our first time doing it. Um, it was good to keep your, our toe in the NFL pool there, um, so to speak. So I really enjoyed doing that. Learned a lot. It was uh, my first proper off-season where I've been fully um, involved in it all. Looking at um, the teams, where they're going to be going and looking at things like uh, even the, the pre-season games, I was taking it much more interest in that. That was, it was interesting, but the real stuff back now, and that's what we're we're really looking forward to, and I think that's where we'll start. We'll go then for the... We're going to discuss in this episode, we're going to discuss the top four matches. Um, usually we'll do a top five, but because it's the first week, we're going to try and have a wee look at all the teams, or as many as we can, in our, our time with you. Um, we're going to start off by looking at tonight's match, if you're listening in, uh, live, uh, Friday uh, morning or onwards, if you're listening. Um You'll be able to listen afresh with uh, wide eyes and let us know if our, our picks and our tips uh, come off. But it's going to be the Lions travelling to the Super Bowl winners, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. They're travelling to Arrowhead tonight. What time's um, kick-off for, for us here in the UK, Studs? I think it's about half one kick-off, if I remember right. So uh, it'll be an early start. There'll <laughs> be a few wee dreary heads tomorrow, it'll be... That's one way to check and see who's the, the fellow NFL fans in your in your work then tomorrow. Um, so, Lions heading to the, the, the Chiefs studs. I'm going to come to you first of all. Not as, um, not as calm about this one as I would have thought you'd have been, given it's been a, a pretty eventful week for you guys. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the obvious one, the ones that we've got to kind of worry about just now is obviously Chris Jones is continuing his holdout um, for his for his new contract. Yep. Um, so he's going to be in the building. He just won't be dressed. I think he's going to be in with the fans watching it. Um, I'm led to believe so. Um, hopefully we can get something moving there. But obviously the big news that kind of came about this week was the hyperextended knee for Travis Kelsey. So he's a true game time decision. Um, I believe yep. he's got a bone bruise, I think it's been confirmed, yep. so no damage to the ACL, ACL, it's just some swelling in the knee, so if he makes it, I don't think it's a full load tonight, I think we on a snap count um, but again it's going to be a case of which, which player does part what it's going to is really how and what kind of offence are we going to see off Andy Reid now and suppose how creative can he be that's the, the thing that you guys are renowned for is your creativity. I saw Jason Kelsey talking about the hyperextended knee and the bruised bone. He said he'd actually had it himself, but it yeah. wasn't um, through any football-related um, injury. I think he was trying to kick some logs or something uh, at home, and uh, yeah. it just um, hyperextended the knee a wee bit much. He says it's painful, but not enough to keep you out. So he's, he's kind of putting the pressure on his little bro to... They fight through the, the pain barrier and get uh, on the field, which I'm sure they will do. Um, yeah. I, 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 I don't know about you, but I think he'll, he'll definitely make an appearance tonight. 
Um, I, I, I think he will, but again, it's not some. Just I, I look. Pat Mahomes is actually only played without Travis Kelsey on one occasion during the COVID year, um, and this was the kind of interesting part I found earlier on. So he was twenty-three for thirty pass attempts, two hundred and fifty-eight yards. He had three touchdowns and no interceptions, and that was when Tyreek Hill was in the team. Tyreek Hill uh-huh. only caught two receptions for nineteen yards and no touchdowns. So he wow. didn't even use Tyreek Hill when Kelsey was there. So it's. I think it'll be interesting if Chelsea doesn't play. It'll be interesting to see which one of the younger guys we're going to see. I think Justin Ross will be a, a big red zone target. I think he'll replace the Chelsea aspect of it. He's a big bodied receiver, and I know Grant will be pleased to hear that. But it'll be interesting to see what he does. Studs, if Chelsea is risky, do you risk him? Nah, I don't. If he if he's if he's anything less than seventy percent, I don't think you risk him. I think you just let him heal up. For, for week two um, I think you've got um, the Belldozer in there Blake Bell we brought back this year um, and you've got Noah Gray as well who I think could cover it so um, the, what you mentioned earlier on about the creativity that's going to be needed then where do you see the, the, the passes focusing on or the, the, the play being focused on you mentioned Ross there but you think anyone else will be having to step up to the the, the match? Um, any of your new recruits from the draft this year? I think I do think it's going to be a true team effort. Um, I really do. I don't think Mahomes even last year. I know everybody talks about the fact that Kelsey, but he didn't really zero in on one wide receiver. It was he had weeks where it was MBS. He had weeks where it was Juju. Um, that was yep. in the wide receiver role. He had weeks where it was Justin Watson. Um, that was a top true receiver essential. So I think it will spread out. Um, I think so Kadarius Tony. This is going to be a big, big season for him because I think he's going into his contract here. So if, again, he's coming off an injury as well. So I hope he's fully fit and you can maybe see a big step up from him on that front as well. But then it's up, it's up to the other guys to kind of step up. And I think you'll see a lot for Pacheco as well. To be honest. Mm-hmm. Um. Pat Mahomes is going into this will be his sixth um, opening um, game of the season. He's won all five previous ones um, with uh, the yardage, 1,542 yards already, 121 completions uh, from 167 attempts, so 72.5 um, percentage there. The guy's unreal. Um, he's, he's going to be absolutely terrific again this evening. Um, can you see any way in which the the lines could possibly upset things. Patrick, what do you think? Is uh, Dan Campbell's lines going to come and come to the arrowhead and make a name for themselves? Um, well, I've kind of in the predictor. I've, I'm backing the lines actually, so I just put my cards on the table just now. Um, mm-hmm. So, so I, I, th- I think it's possible. I think we know. Um, obviously, Kansas sort of obviously struggling on defense. So obviously the whole current holdout situation. I was thinking obviously if Kelsey doesn't make it as well, then obviously that's a big weapon. Um, I've got a lot of hope in Kansas spreading the play out. Obviously, I'm a big fan of Sky Moore. I think you know he might come good this year. Quite interested to see Rashi Rice and see if he breaks through as well as a rookie. Um, but really impressed with the Lions how they how they progressed last year. Um, obviously, tailed off a bit towards the end, but they're drafted well again this year. I'm really excited to see Jameer Gibbs see what he can do. Um, mm-hmm. I think they've already mentioned he they might go slow with him first game. Um, but 
I think they're a shout. I think they're a good, exciting team. And I think if you're going to play Kansas, I think opening games the best time to get them, and um, before they get into a rhythm and before they settle. So, yeah, I'm, I'm back in. I'm back in the Lions tonight. We'll see what happens. And um, the one I'm most looking forward to for the the Lions probably the uh, Amon Ra getting back on the the field and really causing havoc there. So as you said in the the chat earlier on that you, you reckon it's going to be a, a shootout. Is Chris Jones? And his contract extension rumbling on. Do you think that's going to be much of an, a distraction to the team? We keep checking here. I don't know about you. I keep refreshing to see if there's any updates for like a, a late signing so that he's going to actually uh, play tonight. Do you think it's 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 become a, too much of a distraction for the team? I, I don't think it's a, dis- a distraction for the team. I think the team's been quite vocal about it and they, they just want him back, want it resolved. Um, I think he's a big locker room guy as well. Um, yeah. So for that side of it, I think the team, his teammates are all very supportive of him. They obviously understand it's a business, and you can see that coming through in part of all these press conferences and stuff. So I don't think it's a distraction in terms of what it brings to the team. The guy's just a man mountain. He's he's up there with the likes of Aaron Donald and the interior of a defensive line and how good he is. Um, or yeah. argument potentially better now. Um, as well, so it just it demands so much attention from an offensive line that it opens up these gaps for previously a Frank Clark or um, other guys to kind of get through. And even them, when he's not getting to the quarterback, I mean the guy's huge. The hands just go up, and if you think about guys like Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield, they've got no chance of putting it over his head because he's just that big. They, they probably couldn't see anything. So it's, the guys are. Just, He's so disruptive. Um, so I think that's going to be the key, and that's where I think it is going to be a shout because I think the Lions' offensive line will probably show us a lack of respect in that sense, and rightly so because we've not got Chris Jones here. Um, until, and I just don't think we'll get to golf quick enough. Um, so I do think it's going to be a complete offensive shootout tonight. What were your thoughts on it then, Dan? Uh, the lines, uh, you think they'll make much of an upset, is, or it's going to be six times lucky for the for Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs? Well, I'm going to say, Mr. Patrick, I'm going to say I predicted the lines to win this one as well. Um, uh-huh. And I, I don't know whether, and it sounds really daft because it's also the Chiefs, but I really like Dan Campbell as a coach. He's really got them playing as a team. I mean, you see, you've seen videos of him in, in dressing rooms and it just seems they just all seem to love him as a coach, and they all want. It's, it seems like one of those coaches that you, you run through a brick wall for. Um, yeah, and I think they've got the talent. Pick Gibbs is a great pickup. We're really interested to see how he does. Um, they've obviously got uh, Amon Ra. Uh, Goff is uh, he has a good quarterback. He's maybe just not been able to show it. Um, I think the Lions could be a bit of dark horse this season. Um, how they do on the defensive side of the ball is another question, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know how much a shock it would be considering what the, the players that the Chiefs have maybe potentially got missing, as Studs mentioned, but um, it's all set to be a really good game, I think. You mentioned uh, Jimmy Gibbs. One of the things that they mentioned, uh, said this week was that people are going to be surprised at how they're going to use him, I think. So it'll be really interesting to see how he he turns out from the off. Um, I think it, him... I think he's been an actual, people are raising eyebrows at how early that the Lions actually picked him up. I think it could be a really good move for them. And it was definitely something that the team needed. Um, yeah. Really, really interesting. Looking forward to, 
tonight's game. Uh, one last thing is, I don't know if you saw um, uh, Andy Reid's um, press conference yesterday, and he just looked totally fed up, and he was just desperate for the, the game to start. It was like the wee one-word answers. Mm. It was a bit like uh, Ange Postecoglou there. It was, it, was, uh, aye, it was really, really interesting to see him. I can't wait for him to to get on the touchline and just give, give them hell. Uh, it's got to be a... I, th- I think he, he's all right. It's got to be an absolute ding-dong. Um, just to complete the hat-trick, I've looked at the predictors now too. I've taken the lines. I can just see a wee upset there mm-hmm. happening tonight. Hope it does as well. You're not doing much. Don't worry about it. It's that Arrowhead crowd who score. They put the fear in them. And when they, sit, when they sing that national anthem and you hear home of the Chiefs, the last guys are just going to be done. It'll just be a nice easy shoot and get to my bed early. <laughs> That's what Fantastic. I blow it, not shoot, I blow it. So you're going to give up and your team are that far down, you're just going to go to bed, is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, no, I don't do that. I never, I never done it in the Tampa Bay Super Bowl. I sat and watched it all the way and I just couldn't watch the presentation and I got up at that point um, because the final was solid one. <laughs> nah. Chucking it at half time, that's for other um crew members, but we'll, we'll make sure we bring that up <laughs> plenty of times throughout the season. It shall remain nameless. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Scud. Um okay, <laughs> next up then. Next up then, we are going to head to the, the north of the country then for um a trip to Illinois to the the soldier field where Packers and Aaron Rogerless Packers are heading to the, the Bears. Just briefly go over this one. Um, how do you see this one going? Because it's it's two teams that are still really in transition. I think um, that we thought that the Packers were going to be maybe a wee bit, maybe a bit worse off without Aaron Rodgers. But the reports coming out about um, Jordan Love seem to be quite promising there. Um, of course, Rodgers dominated Soldier Field. He owned it. I just wonder if he's leasing it out to love now that he's moved on. Uh, Dan, what do you think about this game then? What's what's going to be the key parts for you? Yeah, I think I think um as you said, obviously they weren't sure how should, uh, Green Bay would react with Rogers moving away. Um they are very much in transition. Um I think what the advantage of the Bears are going to have is Fields is obviously a year ahead and he knows mm-hmm. that you know him, they know how he plays, they know he's always calls. And obviously, he is a very good quarterback as well. And I think looking at um, the Bears, I think I think there's going to be too strong for the Packers. I think Fields will make a massive difference. I'm just looking at the depth chart for the Bears now. Yeah, um, Kmet and, and and Murray and DJ Moore should should be too strong for the, the, the Packers. I mean, the Packers D is loads of good talent on it, but it's well they can actually perform. Um, so yeah, I think the Bears should win this, and I'm not going to say comfortably, but I don't think it's going to be as uh, hard as some may think. Um, Patrick, what about yourself? You looking forward to this one? Um, no, not really. To be honest, is there any left in Green Bay? <laughs> have they got any players <laughs> left, or have we taken them all? Um, I think it'll be a really interesting dynamic. In truth, um, like like Dan says, you know, Green Bay has been dominated by one person for so many years now. Um, you know, they need to have a new identity going forward now. And yeah. Jordan Love's had the benefit of being able to sit for so many years as well. He's not been he's not been thrust into the limelight like everyone else has as rookies and and either, you know, sink or swim type thing. Um 
So it'll be interesting to see how they cope and how they react to it. And as it's intriguing for me, is it the most exciting game of the weekend? Probably not, not for me. But um, just from a from an intrigue point of view, I think I'm re- I really could be a really interesting watch. In terms of the Bears as well, I think the Bears are in complete rebuild mode. I think you know they probably should have too much if you look at the depth charts for, for the Packers. Um, but I think they're way off it as well. Still, I don't think I don't think they're ready to challenge just yet. I think there's there's still another few years away. There's been a quite a few injuries for the the Packers in the past couple of days. Ones that could be really really uh, important when it comes to the game. Romeo Dubs and uh, Christian Watson uh, both have hamstring injuries, so that can really really stifle the options that Jordan Love's going to have um, for uh, attacking there. Maybe he'll just have to do a, a Justin Fields and try and run the ball in himself. Um, Only sure the Packers that... would draft a wide receiver. Eh? <laughs> only send them all in New York. As for yourself, how do you see the the Bears do coming this one? I think I've actually picked the Packers um, in the predictor, just to be a little bit different. But I think it was pre-injury to Watson and, and Romeo. Um, to be honest, uh, I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not quite convinced. The Bears is uh, they seem to be a complete darling right now and it's all literally reliant on Justin Fields taking that next step. Um so it, it really is dependent on that. I, as you said what do we see from Fields this season? Is he do you think that he's gonna try and do those amazing sixty yard yard runs, those Madden uh, football type runs again? Or is he going to have to try and throw it a wee bit more? He seems to have a few more options now, um, and in the, in the in the squad. I, I do think he is going to naturally try and throw it more, but it's a case as he because DJ Moore was traded for. Um, yeah, is he going to try and force feed him too much? Is Chase Claypool going to be the guy that he's seen his rookie season in Pittsburgh? It's it's a lot of question marks on that team for me. Um, do you know what I mean? Can Khalil Herbert step up and replace what David Montgomery was? Um, it's, there's just so many question marks. I think they're def- defensively. I like what they've done in the off-season with the likes of Edmonds coming over for the Bills. Um, so I do think from a defensive standpoint, they've certainly increased um, what they're doing. It's just whether that offense can start really scoring points because I think that's where their biggest problem was last year. Cole Komet seems to have um, done quite well and. Former Packer himself, Robert Tonyan, has now um, made the way trip over to, to Soldier Field. I wonder if we'll see much of him in the, the game. But um, as you said, I, I think Claypool, um, DJ Moore and Darnell Mooney, I think it's going to be a big night for those three as well. We'll, we'll see if there's going to be more strings to the, the Bears' bow whenever it comes to that match. Um Anything else that we want to bring up for the, the, the game at Soldier Field, guys? Yeah, I think we're happy with that then. Well, one people are, are missing, or might not be missing, um, Aaron Rodgers. Let's head all the way to New York State. Up in New York State, I think it is. Up to, to um, oh no, we're going to Meadowlands, aren't we, to see um, the Jets. And how they are going to look with Aaron Rodgers at the helm. Rodgers taking over there um, from Zach Wilson. 
and he's got just a nice wee easy kickoff to the the season with the the Buffalo Bills coming to town. Patrick, what do you make of this one? The Madden cover star versus the the King of New York. I am genuinely so excited for this year. I think it's going to be. <laughs> I think you're in for we're in for a bumper year. Um, I don't think there'll be many boring matches. You know, I think each match. If you look at the schedule the Jets have got anyway, I think it's a bit of a nightmare schedule. You know, the AFC yeah. in itself is horrendous, but that East Division's terrible as well anyway. Um, but no, genuinely excited. Um, obviously, we've not kicked the ball yet, so, you know, fully optimism at this point in time. Let's see if we're <laughs> still there a few months' time. Um, so I think, you know, we'll get to Rodgers, but for, for me, we've got to focus more on the strength of the Jets is not in the signing of Aaron Rodgers. Yes, he's going to elevate his 10 new level. But the strength of the Jets is in that defence. It's a world-class defence. Um, yeah. Obviously, you've got... We've been hyped up all, all pre-season. Obviously, have been on hard knocks, so there's more exposure on them than ever before. Um, but that defence looks phenomenal, and they've added to it again this year. Um, you know, they've drafted um, Will McDonough for a number 15 draft pick, Ed Rusher. He's going to destroy a few folk in, in that line. He's he's quite scary looking as a rook. Um, and the, the companies keep obviously Q ball got his pig payment as well. Um it's like it's actually frightening as a defense. If you even if you look at the numbers from last year, which I had um in terms of sort of Quincy Williams, CJ Mosley, yeah. you know, 150 odd tackles each last year. These these guys I actually fear for Josh Allen come Monday night. Um the last time they actually played against the Bills, um they banged him up so badly that he was out for about six games. He wasn't out, but, you know, it really impacted how he played. And I think that's going to impact how the Bills' season goes as well, because I think, you know, because it is such a tough division, there's a lot of good defences in there. I think whoever survives it is going to go to the Super Bowl. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think defensively, so impressed with how the Jets look this year going forward. But we knew they had a good defence. We knew they were obviously number two defence last year. Um, and we knew the big glaring holes in the offence, you know, how many different quarterbacks did you try last year, none of which were particularly successful. But even saying that, we still had defensive rookie of the year with over 1,100 yards. You know, that's that's not too yep. bad considering who was thrown to him. Um, on, on the offensive line, the key there is we need to keep people fit. We need to have Mickey Becton, we need to have Vera Tucker. These guys need to stay fit. We need to see if they can actually do it. They've also drafted quite well as well and brought in some some good guys in the line that obviously try and give us that strength and depth, which again wasn't there before. As soon as these guys went down and were injured, the replacements just weren't there to come in. So that's looking good. The protection there is looking all right for Rodgers. And then obviously, we've, we've, in my opinion, we've upgraded our wide receiver team. Um, you know, obviously, we've traded Moore to Cleveland. Um, mm-hmm. Corey Davis is obviously called it a day as well. I think getting Michael Hardman in, I think he's got speed to burn. I really like him. Again, key is keeping he stay fit. Adam Lazard, for me, is a, is a big upgrade as well. And obviously, he's already got that connection there with Rodgers. Same with Randall Cobb, who'll be a bit more of a bit part player. But again, he's reliable. He knows the script. And he can help these new young rookies come through as well. And some of these guys that have made the 53-man team roster. So I think it all looks really good from that point of view. My biggest concern about the Jets this year, getting into it, was Aaron Rodgers. Because we've seen how he's been with Green Bay for this past few years. We've seen how it's been quite toxic up there at times. And it's been his show. Or nobody's show, you know. Um, so I was kind of worried about that coming in at the start of this year. But seeing a lot of the coverage, seeing how he's integrated in that QB room, seeing how he's mentoring Zach Wilson. You know, um, like he's a total team player. I don't know if it's just player up to the cameras or not, but obviously he's yeah. a big personality. 
But I think a change of scenery has got to do the guy the world of good. I think he's got a new lease of life in New York. Um, so yeah, really excited to see it. And hopefully, as I say, some of the some of the key parts we've put around them can help us obviously elevate that and, and take it a bit further. Um, I don't think they've done that? yet you, either. You... Sorry, Sorry, go for it. I was just going to say, I don't think they're done yet either, because I think, obviously, if you to look at the amount of money, obviously, the freed up cap space through Rogers' mm -hmm. contract, obviously, we've already brought in Dalvin Cook, which gives us a scary running back room if Brees Hall stays fit as well. Um, you yeah, know, that's, yeah. that's some one-two combo. Um, there's also, there's been huge rumours going about all season, all, all pre-season about um, Evans showing us from Tampa Bay. Um, and I think tomorrow's the deadline he's put on his contract talks. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if there's another addition coming. Uh, may not be him. I might be completely wrong there, but you know, fingers crossed. We'll see what happens. Um, so yeah, they're they're looking really good at this point in time. I think they're playing the Bills. I don't really know is it, who they play against. I don't really, I don't really pay much attention to that. <laughs> is the well, is the most the, likely addition no um, back to Ari for Green Bay according to the rumors? Because they're still yeah. getting maybe pushing for a move to go and join Rodgers, and we all know that having Rodgers are the best of buddies. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think you know, I think there's there's still changes to happen. I think there's still moves to be made, and I think they've got the cap space to do it. Um, so I think you know from that point of view, it's it's really exciting times. Obviously, they're going all in. You know, we've, we've got a very short window here to use Rogers, um, mm -hmm. and what he can do. Um, but from what I've seen, obviously they're they're really backing him. For me, the key thing is obviously can the rotations in the squad work this time round. As the guys that could in as backups, are they going to be good enough? Are they going to stand up? Because that was a big failing last year. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Um, in terms of the Bills, I mean, the Bills for me, cracking side. Well, hold side. on, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss the we'll discuss the, the Jets there. We'll get the, the, the Bills, give you a chance to get rebreathed as well, bud. That was excellent. <laughs> uh, so it, it, Patrick, fantastic. He went through the, the full roster there, but he, he missed out something very important, and that was Sauce Carpenter. It just shows you the depth that is starting to emerge there um, with the Jets team, that you've got the defensive line there, Kubel, as you said, being fantastic, and he's getting, uh, it was McDonald you mentioned, is it's getting uh, up up the, to speed there as well. The weapons that he's got offensively with Wilson, um, plus Lazard and Hardman, I think people are going to have to start putting a wee bit of respect on the Jets' name again. What do you think, Studs? I think they'll get respect when they show it, essentially. Yes. That's the bottom line. See when they show people what they can do. Because right now, that they're an unknown quantity. I get they've got all these weapons. They've got the offensive rookie of the year last year. They've got the defensive rookie of the year last year. Those two were great with Garrett Wilson, with whoever was quarterback, my, my dad or whatever, whoever it was, right? But... They've got Aaron Rodgers this year, back-to-back -back MVP yeah. winner a couple of years ago. He's going into a new, albeit Nathaniel Hackett, he's going into a new system. They still need to show us what they can do. As soon as they start showing teams, and I think Monday night's as good a marker as you're going to get, opening against a Buffalo Bills team who are probably in amongst the favourites for the Super Bowl contender for the AFC. Um so uh, if they put a marker down against the Bills, then I think they'll absolutely, they'll not just have earned that respect, they'll have took it. What about your, yourself, Dan? Have, I don't know if you've been keeping up to date with the hard knocks um, this pre-season, um, but I think the perceptions of Rodgers have maybe, maybe changed a wee bit. I know my, my own perceptions of him has it. Um, at first I thought it was a, it was a wee bit of a, a bit of a tube, maybe try to make it all about him, but 
as the weeks have gone on, I've kind of mellowed to him a wee bit. He seems to, like Patrick was saying, he's been a, a good um, mentor to Zach Wilson, uh, really encouraging with him, giving him wee hints and tips what to do. Do you think he's been a positive influence so far on the team? From what, from what I've read, it seems to be that he, he has changed because the story's obviously when he was in Green Bay, he was not for helping any rookie quarterbacks out at all. <laughs> um, I mean, it was not, it just wasn't. I mean, uh, obviously, when they, they took, nobody expected that we take Jordan Love when they took him in the draft. Yeah. It kind of seemed to put Rodgers as backup quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was a story that he just wasn't willing to help him. But he has openly come out and said that he wants to make Zach Wilson the future franchise quarterback because he knows he's not going to be there that long. He says, I want to start this for Zach Wilson to then continue that for me for the next 10, 15 years. So he's obviously, I don't know if it's a mindset change or maybe just a change of scenery has changed the way he looks at things. Or maybe now he's realising himself that he, he can't do this forever, so he needs to kind of help and give back to the game from, from what he had been doing previously. Um, so it'd be interesting to see. I mean, I, I, was, I know quarterbacks seem to be a bit cocky and a bit self-assured, but I always felt he sometimes went the other way a wee bit too much in his attitude, mm. but maybe he's, he's maybe a reformed character. New market, new team, new media. He's maybe just realised I need to be a wee bit different to to how I was before. Maybe that time yeah. I spent all the darkness in the off seasons have changed them. Well, do you know what it is? It, it, people say that once they've had a, a close encounter of the third kind, they are changed forever. And uh, and uh, it sounds as if Roger certainly had one of them. He's seen a flaming ship or something in the in the sky, like in Independence Day, and. That stuff's got to change, yeah. It puts it all in perspective, what, really. I think what that was was actually a Zach Wilson overthrown pass that he spotted, but he didn't want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's just frightened about what Zach Wilson will do to his mum, who doesn't help him, that's what it is. Um, last season wasn't an emotionally draining one, um, as well as physically draining for the Bills. They had Games had been postponed due to the inclement weather, having to travel to Detroit to play games. And, and of course the Demar Hamlin uh, injury and uh, almost dying on the field that that was just um, sapping for the the team. And you could see that they kind of ran out of of steam towards the the end of the season studs. What are you hoping for? What do you think we'll see from the Bills this year? Because they're getting towards the end of their their cycle. You'd imagine for their, their chances of really going for the the Super Bowl. Uh, I think I think a lot of the Bills. It's going to be. What's the is this rookie going to be as good as advertised at tight end and Dalton Kincaid? Um, and also is Stefan Diggs still acting like I did say Diggs there by the way, but what I'm <laughs> thinking about him is he still acting like one of them as well, to be fair. Um, because he really was just acting like a petulant child, um, during the yep. off season. So it's has he come back in and integrated himself back into the team? Um, listen, Josh Allen. As, as advertised, we know what we're going to get with him. He's going to, if the pass isn't on, he's going to take that ball and run with it and he's going to try and run through people. Again, that's probably not what you want to see off your quarterback. So if he takes a if he takes a nasty hit, then the season could be down the toilet before it even starts get, starts running. So I, for me, I think you're going to see much of the same in the Bills. Um, I'll be curious to see how their defence looks because they did lose some key pieces during the off-season as I mentioned obviously Edmonds to the Bears um, who was a big, big player for them so I'll be interested to see if their defence is still as good as it was last year and 
their offense has got up, as Pat said, probably one of the best defenses in the league. So it's certainly going to be they're not going to be easing themselves in like they do at college football. They're going to have to hit the ground running straight for the off. Uh, David Singletary, partially he's left the, the team. He's away to the Texans. Texans uh, yeah. Is it James James Cook? Is it that's that's taken over? Alvin's yeah. younger yeah. brother. Little Cook. How do you? Yeah, little Cook. Little Falkenhoof, <laughs> as we call him. And how do you see the 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 running back room changing? And do you think it could be a wee bit of an upgrade with Sing- Singletary getting on a wee bit too much for you? Or? I, I must admit, I actually quite liked Singletary and the Bills. I thought it was a good match yep. together. Um, I thought whenever they come in, he certainly certainly done his job. Um, Cook, on the other hand, probably didn't have the easiest of starts in terms of, I think his first touch was a fumble um, when he first came on the field last year. Um, but no, to him, he, he got better as the season on. So the, the Bills have obviously seen something towards the end of last season and shooting there in the part of the offseason. Now, this guy's our future in the running back room. They've brought in Dean Harris and Latavius Murray, who I think are basically going to... I think they're going to be the goal linebacks, essentially, between the two of them. I don't mm-hmm. think James Cook will see a lot of goal line work. I think it'll be work between Josh Allen, Damien Harris and um, Latavius Murray. Um, but I do think... I, I think Cook, there's certainly a lot of hype around him. Um, so he is going to be somebody that I think contains an element of curiosity. Um, to see can, is he as good as his brother has been first and foremost or is he better or can he take that step up it, What about yourself Dan what are you thinking for this game I think something you mentioned at the Bills here about coming to the end of their cycle I actually think they've maybe missed the window uh, already I think yeah. the AFC is getting stronger so we know about Mahomes or Burroughs now it's, it's basically, I said this in a previous pod Everybody thought the future was going to be Mahomes against Allen. That was what everybody thought. It's not worked out that way. It's basically Mahomes against Burrow. And I think now we Lamar Jackson signed these new contract as well. That's going to give him new motivation. And I think the AFC is just getting stronger. I don't think the Bills are getting stronger at all. I think they might be. Obviously, picked up Kincaid and the stud says we don't know what he's going to offer yet. Uh, Diggs, as we mentioned, he, he could be a great receiver, but depends on his attitude. The Bills, mm-hmm. I don't think, have made massive steps forward, but the rest of the AFC, I think, have. So I think they may have missed their window. This game, is, I, I tipped the Bills, but the more we chat about it, the more I think about it, I actually might have to go in and change that. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I think I think the Jets, I think the Jets, obviously, with Rodgers, they want to win now, but I think they're building very well. Um, and as a team that, over the next couple of years, whether it's Rodgers or whether it's Wilson or whether it's another quarterback at the get, they're getting themselves in a very good position, so could this year maybe be a wee bit too early for them, I don't know, but I'm really struggling to pick one of these two now I was really favouring the Bills, but now I'm kind of sitting on the fence with it, um, great game for Monday Night Football to be fair, definitely pick up in week one, so uh, we'll see how it plays out Exactly, yeah, Patrick, Stefan Diggs, do you see him as, as uh, Studs mentioned, there was a wee bit of petulance from him at times there, and of course there was the rumours that he'd put in for a trade. He was very quick to shut that down. Do you see this as maybe the the, the last dance for for him and Josh Allen? Um, they've got to do something this year, or is he going to really agitate and possibly look for a trade mid-season? Um, 
I think he's. I, I don't really like his character. Truth be told, I don't. As mm-hmm. somebody I tend to avoid in terms of sort of like fantasy and stuff, I just don't like his character. I think there's always something with him. Um, yeah. But I'm not that. Just doesn't he sit right with me? Um, but you can't argue with his numbers. You know, he's for the past what five years, he's put up a thousand yards every year. Um, he was probably got a higher target share last season than any other point in his career as well. Um, so for that point of view, I don't think you can argue with it. I think you know. I'm really intrigued. I'm intrigued to see the the matchup this this Monday. You know, obviously he's up against Sauce Gardner this Monday. You know, it's a great way yeah. to start off. You know, I mean, there's there's some really good matchups there with Diggs against Sauce, Shadavius White against Garrett Wilson. You know, there's some really mm-hmm. good matchups there. I'm really really excited to see what that looks like. Um, so I think I think he'll still put up numbers. I think I still think he'll put up tremendous amount of numbers, and he'll still be great for the Bills. For me, I think where I think the Bills are going to fall short, I think it's in the strength and depth that I don't think they have. I don't think they've got the numbers. I don't think they've got the the guys that can kind of replace them. Pretty much what I was saying with the Jets side, um, and I had it in my notes as well, um, which Dan's already stole. But you know, <laughs> I really th- I think they've missed their window here as well. I, th- I think they have. I think they're still a cracking side. But mm-hmm. for me, I think whoever wins the AFC this year is going to come down to who survives, and there's, everyone's going to be banged up quite a bit, and what yeah. team's strong enough to actually survive it. And for me, the Bills have obviously fallen short the past few years on that front, and I think they'll do the same again this year. One thing that interests me is that a player that I always liked for the, the Bills, but he kind of faded a bit last season, was Dawson Knox. And they drafted Dalton Kincaid in the the, the draft in April there. It kind of allows them to, part of my education in the NFL and listening to all the podcasts, is one of the, the things they talk about is going into 12 personnel. So having the two tight ends on the pitch at the same time and yeah, that's a, that'd be a good duel to be able to, to have, and it'd certainly be a different threat for them uh, as, they, as they go forward uh, for this season. Right, anything else then for the Bills and the Jets? We've not put any of our predictions down yet. I think we'll do that at the end. We'll go back over the, the four games for our predictions. But anything else you want to cover? Nah, all good. Yeah, I think we've covered it. Superb, superb. Right, moving on then. From one team, and I think I said Meadowlands earlier, but well, of course it's not Meadowlands. Um, it is, in fact, where have we gone? MetLife. MetLife Stadium, of course it is. And that's where your uh, Dallas Cowboys head to on uh, Monday night, Dan. The Cowboys are uh, heading towards um, Brian Dable's Giants. We'll start with the Cowboys then, Dad. Tell us how, how they're looking just now. How have they shaped up this preseason and how, how what strengths do you think you, you guys have got? Yeah, I mean, I would try and do this as be as unbiased as I can, but the stats don't really <laughs> lie. So <laughs> I'll try, try I'll try to be balanced, but when I start reading some stats, it's not me being unbiased, it's what the stats are. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, mean, I think I think one of the biggest things for this season is this is Dak Prescott has said this is his but the best he's ever felt in preseason. He's not carrying any niggles, he's not carrying any injuries, he's, he feels at his best, um, which for us is, is going to be key. Um, we, we spoke about on the, the preview pods, and obviously we mentioned about the draft before, I think we had a, a very good off-season, uh, picking up some great picks in the draft and also uh, trades and free agency. Uh, my player that I picked to do really well for this year was Stefan uh, Diggs, Stefan Gilmore. Um, I just think he's going to be massive for us on the other side of the ball from Trayvon Diggs. Um, 
I think it's going to make teams have to think twice about what they do uh, through the air against us now, whereas before it was a case of we're not throwing to Trayvon Diggs' side, we'll go whoever's on the other side. Now they've got, well, it's not as easy as just throwing to the other side anymore with Stefan Gilmore over there now. So mm-hmm. I think um, I think we've come in this season very strong. Uh, as a Cowboys fan, I'm always very optimistic. Uh, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting. I think uh, before I start my even starts off, I think getting a game against the Giants to start the season is a very good start for us as well without putting down too much. Um, I'll read some stats if he's ready for these stats. I think, yeah, yeah, just forget. I think this is something that you kind of need to know. We all know it's, it's it's maybe how you to the middle to the end of the season, how you finish strong. Um, but I think something like this to just get a wee bit of buzz about the Cowboys when there's been so a wee bit of change um, in there. There's no Zeke there anymore. Yeah. Um, you, you've got uh, Pollard as the QB, uh, it's RB1 now. So it's it's a wee bit of change there, and it'll be interesting to see how the, the your cowboys actually adapt to to that and the strength and the uh, that they've uh, they've acquired in the draft there. Yeah. Go for it, and with some of your 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 stats to back up your just just, just against the Giants, it's not it's, it's not really anything. So uh, Dak Prescott is uh, ten and two against the Giants in his career, and the two games that lost were in his rookie season. So he's lost his he's won his last ten games he started against the Giants. Giants really don't like Dak Prescott at all. Um, the only time they've beat us in the last 12, Andy Dalton started as quarterback, so that tells you how much he's struggling against us. Um, yeah, I think Dak, Dak's stats against the Giants are very, very favourable, um, and I think the Giants just don't like playing against them. Uh, and Daniel Jones' stats against the NFC East aren't great either. Uh, mm-hmm. The Giants are 1-8-1 in their last 10 against the NFC East, so they don't like these divisional games. They do seem to struggle. Um, what you say is that the Cowboys one position I think we really strengthened without going too far was was a wide receiver I think Michael Gallup was seen as a wide receiver number one two seasons ago and now he's three at best yeah. um, I think C.D. Lamb just coming into his own last season I think that's just going to continue this season and uh, having Brandon Cooks there as well uh, it just gives Dak another weapon <clears throat> as you said no Zeke anymore but I think everybody watched Zeke close enough last season could see that he, he was done at that level. He was no longer that three down back. So I think it's maybe not as much of a loss as it would have previously been uh, to us. I think, and I've already to it on loads of occasions after that game last season, I said that's his last game for us. It's just new watching yeah. that that was, that was him done. He just couldn't play that level anymore. Um, so I, th- I think everything points towards a, a, a favourable win for the Cowboys. Uh, on Sunday night football, um, yeah, they've, they've not beaten Dak in two thousand four hundred forty days in counting. There you go. That's that's that. Put that down as our statistic of the week. Then, graphic yeah. um, stuff. Studs, what do you think then for for this one? The the Cowboys are they going to be quite uh, too strong then for the the, the Giants? We're we'll getting to the Giants just now, but um, what are you looking forward to seeing from the the Cowboys this season? I think Dan's kind of covered it pretty well. As I say, Stefan Gilmer's a, a massive acquisition for them. Um, to pair him up with, with Diggs um, at the back end is, is massive. What I think is interesting is the amount of pressure Dak's probably putting putting himself this year. To actually mm-hmm. come out and say he won't throw 10 interceptions um, is very bold. If he throws even one pick in this first game, 
he's yeah. already he's, he's already under pressure because um, that does the bode well for the rest of the season, even if he throws two touchdowns. I'm going to jump in this. It was misquoted. Don't you start putting slander on my quarterback's name. Listen, I was a big fan of Dak until, um, until his injury, to be honest. Um, I've never trusted him as much since. Um, so, but I'd say, I'll say I'd, it'll be interesting to see how he does. I say last year, I think, was it was the league leader in interceptions um, in the NFL. And it was probably, I think, it was his highest ever interceptions. Um, as a QB, so it'll be interesting to see what he's learned. I think Brandon Cooks, I think, again, he's a guy that goes to no matter what team he goes to, if he's playing the full season, he gets a thousand yard season, so you know exactly what you're going to get from him. And if the Cowboys can use him, then there's no reason why I can't do it again. And I don't know if you've seen G- a good morning football this morning, Dan, the, um, the McCourty twin, Dan McCourty. Actually picked the Cowboys to win it all. He had them as his Super Bowl winner this season. Oh well, wow. smart man, <laughs> Patrick. Um, Patrick, just uh, talking about the pressure that Dak's putting himself under. You think Jerry Rice has added to that pressure by getting Trey Lance in the building, or is that maybe take a wee bit of pressure off him, knowing that there's not much. They're behind him, but he, or is he, is he just preparing himself for life possibly after that? I don't, I don't think Trey Lance adds any pressure to Dak Prescott. I think you know they're in <laughs> completely different leagues. Um, I think the biggest threat the Cowboys have got this year is um, I'd seen mid uh, during the preseason that uh, Cooks is a trained pilot and he's actually flying people around. <laughs> yes, his fellow, te- his fellow teammates before games. I think that's the biggest threat to the Cowboys this year. So they need to get in just, them. It wasn't even just teammates, it was Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs. It, it, <laughs> exactly. I can remember exactly who it was. Exactly. I couldn't remember exactly who it was, but I knew it was some key players. Um, yeah, so I think that's the biggest threat this year. Um, they need to keep him grounded or potentially send Dak up if he starts throwing inter- interceptions. Um, that, that never ever happens at all. There's not there's mm-hmm. not as if there's many musicians that have, that's happened to Fats Domino being one. Who was the who was the Buddy singer Holly. for the nineties? The Buddy Holly was on that plane with Fats Domino, I'm sure. Who was the the, the woman singer for the nineties? Yeah. I like it. Oh bye. Gone but never seen it. Well, you know? I thought that I was that's doubting right, myself with right. left eye. There we go. Um, so I make sure to be following his Instagram closely, uh, Dante, to make sure where he is. In fact, you're the perfect guy to follow where his flight path is. Um, <laughs> before we go on any further, Dan, um, just want to ask you about the, the running back uh, room there. Now, you've got Tony Pollard um, as your, your your first in the depth chart, Rico Dowdle um, in second, but I think everybody's really excited to see um, this fun. Um the story of how he got drafted was was wonderful. It was really heartwarming. His dad's a coach there at the Cowboys, and he was the one that was able to make the the call. He said he got uh, he was going to be drafted. Lovely stuff, really heartwarming. But then we saw him play, and I think everybody thought, "Oh, he's a wee guy. This is going to be hilarious. There's nothing going to happen. Nobody can get near him. Nobody can touch him. He just get all the moves. It's as if he's playing in slow motion with some of the guys yeah. in preseason." Yeah. How yeah, do you I think, think it's going to happen 
now the, the the real football starting. Yeah, I think everybody obviously in that that story you said was a great story, but I think one of the key things that came out of the video that was Jerry Jones said to him on the phone, "We we picked you for talent. We didn't just pick you yes. because your dad's one of our scouts." He said, "No, we want you because of your talent." Um, and his stats in college are, are pretty impressive. I think everybody's just brought him off because of his size. Um, I think he'll actually go and become RB2 for us. I think it'll be him over down there. Um, and I've said previously, yeah. I'm not going to talk about Ronald Jones. He's just not going to get anywhere near it. Um, so, yeah, I think, and Mike Davis as well. As well but I think I think Vaughn will quickly become, if he isn't already, going to be RB2. Um, because he's very similar in style to... to um, Pollard in terms of he's not that power back. We, we don't like the kind of Elliot we, we talked about Elliot. As much as he was a three down back, he had the power as well yeah. as it beating the, the so Pollard and uh, Vaughn are both very elusive, very quick and make the moves running backs. So you can maybe have uh, Davis or, or Dowdy as, as that goal line or that third down back. I think I think uh, I think he's going to be. I think I've picked him up in pretty much every one of my fantasy drafts this season. There, <laughs> one. I don't think I don't think there's one that I missed him. Um, I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be great. I think he's he's going to surprise a lot of people, and I think what we've seen in preseason might just be a bit of a precursor for what he's actually really going to do. Can you see him being used more as like the the, the gold line threat, just to, to punch it through? Yeah, I don't think so. I think he's, he's too wee for that. Um, it depends on what way we set up. It might be good in uh, sweep plays or draw plays. I thought he's not going to be uh, going to run it right through the back of your offensive line type play, I don't think. But yeah. uh, maybe put him out and into the flat or uh, things like that, or maybe line up. He might line up as as a receiver at points as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think we can do a lot with him because of his, his speed um, as well. So I think it'll be interesting to see what we do in terms of game plans for him. But I think he'll see. A- Ball, a lot more ball, I think people are expecting the draft happening. Um, one thing that impresses me from the, the Cowboys is the wide receiver that you've got CD Lamb, Brandon Cooks, and Gallup. That's a, a great top three. Pivoting to the Giants now, and they themselves seem to have, have recruited quite well. So, um, the Giants, um, wide, three wide receivers, you've got Isaiah Hodgins, backed up by Jalen Hyatt, who I've high hopes for this season. Yeah. You've got Paris Campbell, who after a wee bit of a shaky start and injuries being there, you're he's hoping to be fit and get an actual a, a real chance. Um you've also got Darius Slayton um backed up by Sterling Shepherd there. There's options there for Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, of course, is a, a threat um running the ball, but you've got Saquon um there too that can that can really really punch it through. How do you think, Studs, that the the Giants are going to do then this season overall? And they, I remember last season they had a, a fantastic start to the season. I think Brian Dable ended up winning um, coach uh, a nomination year. for Coach of the Year um, for what he, he managed to do. I think they were everybody kind of seen them as a, a year ahead of where they thought they would be. Do you think they're able to take another step forward, or will this just be a bit of a plateau this season for them? I'd, I'd... Again, I, I think they're an interesting watch, and for me, you probably didn't mention their biggest weight um, for Daniel Jones this year and their biggest acquisition in Darren Waller um, for, the, for the Raiders. 
for me, I, I think uh, there was rumours at training camp that they actually had to take Darren Moore off the field because Dan Jones wouldn't stop throwing him. Um, they had to take him out in certain situations. So I think it shows that they've got a bit of a rapport already um, in that mm-hmm. situation. So I think he's going to be absolutely massive for them because it's something Daniel Jones has never really had as a decent tight end. Um, yeah. Obviously, we know, even in the other side of the ball, we know Dak's a fan of using these tight ends quite a lot as well. So even for that, for the Cowboys, we see that as well. But I do think the I think the Giants, I mean, what, what was the record last year? Ten and seven, something along the lines, maybe better than that. But I'll check that just now, yeah. Uh, they, they get in, obviously, they, they went, beat the Vikings in the first round of the, of the playoffs and then got absolutely hosed off of the Eagles. Um so for theirs, can they be competitive with the likes of the Cowboys and Eagles? That's going to be the big benchmark for them. Obviously, Dexter Lawrence getting his massive contract in the off-season. They're, they're laying all their chips in on him on their defence uh, yeah. as well. But I do, I think Hyatt's a, Hyatt's a massive pick-up in the draft. I think he's I think he's going to certainly have a, a very good season. 9-7-1 was the, the record last year and. Um, as you mentioned, they are pro bowlers, uh, Saquon Barkley and uh, defensive tackle Dexter Lawrence. Um, getting paid in the, the off-season there. Patrick, what about yourself? Is, uh, I know you're, that's, uh, do you really look at them as your, your the rivals in New York, uh, the Giants? Do you take much notice of them or are they just the, the noisy neighbours? Don't, don't take any notice of them at all, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> but... Um, I think I think last year I think well first and foremost Brian Dale was a great coach I think he's done a phenomenal job with them um, yeah and last year they definitely overachieved from my point of view they did so much better than what I was expecting I think this year might be a bit more of a reality shock to them I think yeah they have added to the team um, but you know they're they're in a tough division as well um, you know because the guys running about them have all strengthened the Cowboys are strengthened the Eagles are strengthened I think they're they're going to struggle and I, I actually think the Commanders so one good this year as well. Again, I think they're building something. Um, they're not there quite yet, but they're, they're going in the right direction. Um, so, no, whilst I think they've done really well to get this far, I think this year, I don't see them plateauing as such. I think they might take a bit of a dip. Mm. Do you agree with that then, Dan? Is there anyone in the the defence for the, the the Giants that you can see really maybe step them up this year? Kayvon Thibodeau? I just love saying that name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, I actually asked Gav about this on one of the previous pods about Thibodeau, and um, he, he came out of college with a lot of promise, but he didn't really seem to, to live up to it. Um, mm-hmm. I think when they have got, like I was mentioned, Dick Lawrence, Bobby Okereke as well there, on the defence is Avi McKinney at, at safety. So they've got players there that can do well, um, but... I think I think the I think the defense is a decent side of the ball. I just really think they're going to struggle on offense. Uh, I think the, as Patrick just said, the Cowboys and the Eagles have massively strengthened in the offseason. The Giants apart from Darren Waller is a massive, massive pickup for them and a great uh, but that's probably where they've strengthened the most and at tight end. But I I just don't see them having enough. Daniel Jones, I think, is a is a decent enough quarterback. But he's not got the weapons that he would need to make an impact. I don't think the wide receivers are, are okay. Jalen Hyatt could be good, but is it going to be? Is he is he good enough to be that receiver they need at number one? I'm with Patrick here. I think the Giants overachieved last year. Um, 
we considered what I mentioned earlier on, I mean, the Giants are 1 8 and 1 against the division, so they, they didn't pick up any wins last season in the division. Um, so obviously, they won all their games out with that. Can you do that yeah. too? You know, and still make the playoffs. I don't think so. You need to win some divisional games to get into the playoffs realistically. And I, don't, I just can't see them getting anywhere near the Cowboys or the Eagles this this season. And I think I think they're going to struggle as well. So you will be taking the Cowboys, I take it, for the the game then on Monday night into Tuesday morning for us guys. Yeah, um, I think actually, yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm Cowboys. All the way in this. Studs, is it a hat trick? That is a hat trick. I unfortunately Dan's stats on the records here is, is a bit damning for the for the Giants. I'd love to be able to see the Giants, but just to make it interesting, but I can't find a logical reason to do it. Guys, guys, he's a, a doesn't need logic, it's just a gut feeling is what you're going for. Daniel Jones is just getting his bumper contract and a shiny new toy in Darren Waller. Giants are going to run riot um, on the, the Monday night game. My fantasy football, if that happens to Darren Waller, my fantasy football team will be delighted. <laughs> Is that the one that you've just drafted just now? No, no, that was the one I'm playing part this week. I've got Darren Waller as my, my tight end one, but um, the other one, I'll be keep a close eye on my team having drafted Kelsey <laughs> on that one. So I have picked up Dalton Kane as a backup, though. So not oh, all bad. Good shout, good shout. The, the professionalism that we've got for studs here is he's able to hold his photo on on the the podcast uh, as well as draft the guy's just a, a class act class act <laughs> um i don't think we mentioned bills and jets then uh, who's who's winning that one party you're going for the jets um dan who you fancy for that one i'm really struggling with this one i said that when i was sitting on the fence uh i backed the bills originally and i'm just i'm going to stick with it i'm not going to change my mind just I'm just going to be stubborn and stick with it, even though I really, I really can't separate them. I, I, I'm, but I'm going to go Bills. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Bills. Studs, what about yourself? As much as I'd love to go with the Bills colours, I actually think the Jets are going to win this one. Ooh. I'm just, I, I personally think the Bills are overrated. Um, so I, I think Jets are, Jets are going to win this one comfortably. Yeah, Studs come down with a, a case of the gangrene. Um, what about the the Packers and the Bears? Studs, I'll come to you first. I'm going for the team in green again on this one. I'll, <laughs> st- I'll stick with... I wrote to Damascus. <laughs> so, no, I just, I, again, just with recent seasons, the Packers' dominance over the Bears has been well noted. And I get that it's been with Aaron Rodgers. Um, yes, I just think that people are maybe slipping a wee bit on the Packers. I think the Packers will be okay this year, and I'm not sold on the Bears as yet either. Yeah, Patrick. Um, I'll also go for the Packers. I'm definitely not sold on the Bears at all. Um, and yeah, let's see what Jordan Love can do. Yeah, Dan. Yeah, I'm going Bears. I think Bears comfortably. I think I don't think I don't think it was close as people think. I think the Bears win this by seven, maybe ten. Um, Dubs and uh, Watson being out is the, the difference here for me, so I'm going to go for the, the Bears on that one as well. Um, terrific, terrific. That's um, a, we quick look then around the rest of the the league then for the, any other games. Um, any other ones that really jump out at you guys that maybe not being able to cover? 
Yeah, I think we can't, with uh, the crew interesting, I think we don't think we can't talk about the Bengals and the Browns. Yes. Right. I think yeah. it's a great, great shout. 100%. That's the one I, I was certainly drawn to, obviously, with Stu and Brian yeah. um, and their fandoms in there. Uh, I think it's that's going to be massive. It's really just whether Watson's able to look anything like he did the um, the, the Texans because he certainly didn't when he came back. Um, a pre-season behind him with the team, there's been improvements there. He just needs to look competent to then start to get his mojo back, to get his, his crew back again. But um, I can't say I'll be rooting for him at, at all. Um, Bengals, Burrow has uh, proclaimed himself fit for the game, um, shaking off the, was it the calf injury that he had. I think he was just in a Aaron Rodgers. Could he be bothered with preseason? I think he was just looking for a wee bit of, wee bit of alone time um, there. So, yes, definitely one to look out for. I'm personally um, interested to see how the, the Raiders and the Broncos do. I think both of these teams still have the potential to be absolute dumpster fires this season. I don't know. The Raiders just map out for, for the, the, a team that's going to absolutely implode. Broncos... Um, it'll be interesting to see what um, Sean will be able to do with them. Will Russ have regained his magic? Um, even if he doesn't, it'll not be Sean's fault if he doesn't anyway. He'll just blame Nathaniel Hackett, so he doesn't even <laughs> Sean's got yeah. sloppier shoulders than the Alps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think another interesting one this weekend has got potential to be a shootout is the Dolphins and the Chargers. I think that could be an absolute cracker. Hey, yes. That could be yeah. a belter of the game. I, yeah. I'm a, I've actually just said that I was curious as some of the other games. I know we'd obviously mentioned our top five and earlier on and stuff like that. And I'm actually just looking through the list. And I think you can sit and look at all and actually go, do you know what? There's something interesting in that game. There's something interesting in that game. You you look at like yes. Jaguars Colts, yeah. and Richardson's first start. He's not got his RB1, and you're going to see him just absolutely running through people. Even the Buccaneers and Vikings, what's the Vikings' defence going to look like under Brian Florio? So I think, I don't know if it's just because we've been starved of football for the last um, <laughs> four or five months, we're just picking out absolutely anything. Even, and I dare say it, the Cardinals and Commanders, right? We know the Cardinals are absolutely ruining this season in Titan. But the commander's offense, what's that going to look like under Eric anyway? So again, there's interesting mm-hmm. factors and even the shadiest of games. Uh, we could have picked any of the games, I think, for this first week. Um for, our, for the ones that we'd really focus on. But um yeah, can't wait for yeah. uh, off later on tonight in the red zone and on Sunday. Patrick. I was just gonna say the one I'm really looking forward to is actually the 49ers against the Steelers. I think a lot of people are sleeping on the Steelers. Um, yes. I actually think they'll be really strong this year um, and Mike Tomlin's obviously brilliant at what he does um, and yeah I'm really intrigued to see how Brock Purdy steps up as QB one this year as well you know they're, they're a team that's all set to go but the question mark for me is on the quarterback yeah a lot of people have certainly go down on Purdy haven't they um, we're, we're I, not all sleeping the Steelers have picked them to win that game I've, I have as well I've, I've went through the whole offseason thinking the Steelers are going to I think, and I predicted, I said, I think I said another point, I think the Steelers are going to have Mike Tomlin's first losing season this season. I just think, I think, I just, I think they're going to struggle this year. 
I genuinely think this is going to be something like nine six or something like that. I just think it's going to be a total defensive battle. Superb. Right. Any other wee bits of news? Um, mentioning the 49ers and the, the Steelers there. Joey Bosa got paid. Um, Nick. Nick as well got paid. He must have got a wee tip fees, bro. Raging. Nick Bosa get paid. That's brilliant. I'll be able to edit that out. <laughs> um, that came through last night. I Actually, or the other day, I thought that was actually going to start the, the dominoes um, for the, the, the Chiefs as well. Chris Jones would maybe have been getting paid a wee bit sooner then after that, but um, no, no such thing. I mean, he's reset the, 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 the market there. Um, I think it, they had to do it. I've seen a weird stat that the 49ers have the highest paid players in like seven or eight positions. It's, yeah, I've seen that as yeah, they've got they've got I think McCaffrey, Bosa, somebody else are the highest paid in their, their position, but then a, a stack of them are like the third highest paid in their position. Yeah, Fred, Fred Warner's got to be up there at, at linebacker. Eventually, I, I, I think there was three that are the highest paid at their position, but then mm -hmm. a stack of them are in the top three paid at their position in the league. It's a ridiculous stat. Yeah, Kittle was definitely one of them as well. Was, um, yeah. I, um, I don't know if they're quite there for the the Super Bowl. Though that's the thing; it really okay. just depends on how competent Purdy is going to be and how much he can get out of this team. I think I'm personally hoping for a big season out of Debo for my fantasy team. I think uh, between him and Ayuk, it's, it's going to be a bit of a battle, um, but it'll be one that I'll be rooting for Debo for anyway. Um, Cups hang, hamstring is um, injured and he's going to be out, which is good news for my Seattle Seahawks um, on Sunday evening. Um, Jake Hayner has um, <laughs> been uh, tested positive for PEDs. Um, I think Dan was saying earlier on it was just a wee cut and paste job for his um, statement. don't know how it happened. These inhalers that I've been taking for the past 16 months have uh, obviously been tampered with. But um, he's going to be out for the first six games for the Saints. I wonder if that's going to set back his development or whether the, the team will be able to actually trust him. Um, I think that's a, a interesting really from the, the, the news. Anything else, guys? OBJ has just been added to the injury report for the Ravens in the last couple of minutes. So that's, that's the latest news. Uh, so ankle, as well. ankle injury. <laughs> There we go. There we go. Um, just leaves us to finish off then. Just before we, we finish up and wrap things up, then um, let's go for our fantasy pick six, guys. Um, Dan, I'm going to come to you for first of all. Yeah. Uh, for your top QB, I'm looking for in our fantasy pick six. I'm looking for your one stud who's, who's going to be absolutely ball out, and then one sleeper that people are maybe not really thinking too much about, but maybe worthwhile sticking into your team. Yeah, I think in a, I'm going to go with an absolute homer pick. I think the Prescott against the Giants, uh, I think he's just going to, I think he's just going to have a game. Um, he's coming in so fit. Uh, he likes playing against the Giants. I'm going to go with a homer pick on that one. It's an easy one for me. Uh, sleeper pick. Um, I, I was thinking about this earlier on, and I was looking at the games, and I was looking at who, who's playing who, 
Um, my sleeper pick this week, you might, I don't know if this will be a surprise or not, but I'm going to go with Bryce Young. I think mm. uh, Panthers and Falcons, I think it's not the hardest of start he could have got um, for a, a rookie quarterback. So I'm going to go with him as my sleeper. Fantastic. Um, top running backs then for, for this week. Studs, come to you for the your stud, first of all. I think the studs one of the guys I've actually kind of mentioned in a, in a preview for me. I think Jameer Gibbs is going to be marked. Um, I think he's not getting the pressure um, on a, on, a, on the O-line that the dealing can mm-hmm. do. Yeah, I think Jameer Gibbs is going to have an absolute field day. Again, it'll be interesting to see how they use him as well. What about your sleeper then for this week? Uh, sleeper one, I know I did say I, I fancied the Packers. I'm going to go with Khalil Herbert of the Bears. Um, he's the RB1. He's probably, I think he was an eighth or ninth round draft pick in most fantasy leagues. So I don't think he's going to be a lot of guys RB1 starter. So I think he's going to have a big day against the Packers. Pat's sitting laughing. He's, he's chuckling about something. Well, the reason why I'm laughing is because you're fly as hell. Because you mentioned already you're playing me this weekend, and you know that both of them are on my team. You know, try to influence on my decision. You're genuinely trying to pick my team for me. No, listen, the only one I knew that was in your team genuinely was Cooper Cup, and I knew that was unfortunate. So, but I, I, listen, I've just picked up mm-hmm. Jimmy Gibbs in that fantasy and the draft of tonight. So. Uh, nah, I had genuinely forgot you had the both of them. Yeah, we believe you, Mr. Studs. You, you, you influence his team. Who's your top wide receivers for this week? Top wide receiver this week is Drake London against the Panthers. So we've seen towards the end of last year, Ritter, big target was Drake London whenever he was on the park. So I'm yeah. going to go with that this, this week. That your stud, your that's my stud. Ooh, I like it. Um, and then hot off the press, and based on the OBJ news, I'm going to go with Dave Flowers as a sleeper. Nice. Anybody got him? And no. Well, he's got an easy matchup against the Texans as well. So, yeah, I have got him in one of my teams. I've got four different leagues going. I think I've got him in one of my teams. I've got Cooper Cup in one team. Uh, but I'm hoping uh, I've put, I put Sky Moore in instead, stud. So I'm hoping uh, he does the business for me tonight. There we go. There we go. Um, deadliest D. Um, who's your stud defense this uh, week, Dan? I could easily went with a homer pick here again, but I'm not going to. Um, it's a hard one looking at the I, game. I could pick an easy one and, and go. I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins, do. I'm looking forward to seeing how they start the season. So I'm going to go with them because uh, that could potentially be a shootout that game. So they, they could have to be on the ball all game. So I'm going to go with the Dolphins as my, as my stud D. What about your sleeper? So sleeper D probably shouldn't be a sleeper D when I see when you the team I'm going to say, but based on what they did last season, and I think and I've already mentioned them in a negative way this tonight. I'm going to go with the Steelers defense. I think they really struggled last year, and I think getting their players back, uh, back fit this season. I think, um, I think they're going to have a good week this week. Fantastic. Um, Studs, back to you for your top tight end. Tight, tight end actually Dan will be happy because my initial pick was going against his team but again off the back of the OBJ news I don't really think you can look by Mark Andrews if I'm perfectly honest um, yeah. I think it's a sensible option and for a sleeper 
Yes. Because, because they basically have lost Cooper Cup, I am going to go for Tyler Higby of the Rams. I have been his name for a while. Um, Tyler Higby, great shout. Um, really will be a, a, a target there um, for Matt Stafford. Patrick, what about yourself for kickers? This is a bit stu- just tunes into. Yeah, well, I'm going to disappoint him because, you know, I'm going to go for a homer pick and Greg the leg. Greg. So, um, and, and to be honest with you, I never even bothered with a sleeper because I'm not as invested in kickers as what Stu is. Help us out then, guys. Who if we go for a wee sleeper uh, kicker? Any new guys coming in? Was it the 49ers got a new guy? No. I've got, who, who am I thinking of? Some, a new young player brought in. And 49ers did get a new kicker because they got rid of Robbie Gold. Oh, yeah. Just kind of, his name escapes me. Um, Can we maybe sleep at that just to make it in? Just make it a punter and make it the, the Packers Irish punter? First Irish player to play in the league for ever. I, did, I, I was reading about that on the BBC, BBC Sport the day, actually. Yeah. The Irish oh, NFL oh. broadcast Twitter's been going mental over the last week until it was announced. Right, we'll go for Irish Packers kicker who is it's a weird me, my 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 researching skills. Um you really went for um I know the, the giant just because he's Scottish that would have that would have been the homework pick and Green Bay Packers. Just probably if Chapman on it is running mega. Daniel Whelan, that's who it is. There we go. We're going for Daniel Whelan. That's it. He's going to get promoted to the kicker as well. Um, guys, I think that's us. We'll get um a good be spread there. I will make sure we'll, we'll we'll share that with the with our followers, um, so that they can get the most out of their fantasy teams this weekend. Guys, this has been fantastic. It has been the first. Gridiron crew of the season, but it's going to be the first of many. It's going to be a massive year for the, the crew. We've got our preview crew every week, but we're also going to have the review crew every Monday. And looking forward to to delving into the, the games over the weekend. Might we have a wee something on Wednesdays that will hopefully cover the, the Monday night games for us. And we're definitely, definitely going to do some feature podcasts and get a whole host of new voices and faces on the the podcast for you to to enjoy as well we're also going to do a wee competition this weekend so if you look for the socials for the gridiron crew or our x not twitter anymore keep getting mixed up with that our x um claire keeps thinking i'm 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 talking about something else whenever i keep mentioning my x um instagram um dan you're heading up tiktok um division of the crew there Keep a wee eye out. We'll get something uh, for you to, to hopefully win some treats um, with the new season starting. Um, Patrick, it's been a pleasure. Good to be back. Uh, it's Duds, I hope you have a, a good wee snooze just now. Sorry to keep you up so late um, and up plenty of time for your, your kick-off to the, the season later on, bud. Yeah, fingers crossed. I'll go and wee power map and then get, go and walk the dog before the game kicks off and that way I'll blow the cobwebs off one the morning. <laughs> good man, good man. And Dan, thanks very much for joining us, mate. It's been great. Yeah, great as always. Looking forward to the season starting. And uh, studs, I'll be uh, 
I'll be awake for at least kick off later on. I'll keep you company. No worries, man. Paul Tip. I think we'll all try and get up uh, which a wee bit of that there as well. Um, I've been Keith McGinty. This has been the Gridiron Crew. The dark days are over, but um, this football's back and I think we should all rejoice now. Thanks very much for listening and I'll speak to you soon. <laughs>